Hello again. This is our second podcast. This is Dr. Josh. I'm here with Dr. Doug. Again, we're from Atlas MD. We're here to share our stories from uh, this week uh, about direct primary care and updates. The movement continues to grow and uh, a lot of good news to share this week. Yeah, so a big uh, moment for us today, another hallmark uh, uh, patient number uh, hit 1,200 uh, just this morning. Uh, Dr. Palomino, uh, Dr. Michael actually hit 150 patients um, just recently and uh, is growing even faster than we did. We were expecting growth of approximately 10 a month and uh, that would put us somewhere around 350 patients and again we're uh, just at 1,200. So unprecedented growth and it continues. And we want to thank all of our patients uh, who have supported us along the way. We hope to continue to add physicians and more patients across the country. So more and more physicians are interested in uh, getting a hold of us, asking questions, and we do love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. One physician from Pennsylvania is actually coming to visit the end of next week. Some doctors uh, and even some med students and others feel like coming to actually see the clinic, see how we operate, get a feel for it, um, really feel like they can get a better idea of it and uh, have a more solid understanding to take back to where they are. Yeah, we have uh, 10 medical students from Kansas City who are also getting their MBAs. Uh, as part of their project, they were looking at different models and they came across direct primary care. And, and uh, from their business analysis, they see uh, the, the benefits to the system overall for this. So uh, they are, are going to come down and visit the clinic next Monday, so we'll have to report on that. But uh, then we'll go back to their university and lecture later on in August. Uh, we also have a resident who just graduated. He's starting his practice in a couple of weeks, and he's going to send his new nurse out to learn about our model. So we really can't stress that enough. We are happy to host any interested physicians or students at our clinic so they can get a, a greater understanding of how this all works. Our next topic is as we finish up our uh, EMR that we are very excited to release to direct primary care physicians, we need just a little bit of help from our listeners. We are integrating with the Quest Diagnostics system, and uh, that will greatly streamline the efficiency of each practice as they're able to enter meds, get results, add that to the invoices for patients. But we need, uh, we need doctors who are even slightly interested to go to www.getmyinterface.com. A couple of simple forms, mostly demographic information. Um, they'll ask you to choose Atlas CRM uh, LLC for the software interface. But uh, So the more doctors we get to sign up there, the higher up in the queue we'll go and the quicker requests will help us out. So something we're trying to do also uh, weekly is answer some questions, and I know a big one on everybody's list is uh, various legality questions. Everybody wonders, um, you know, is what we're doing um, or what we're going to be doing, is it legal? Is it in a gray area? Do I uh, hold any kind of liability for doing these these sort of things? So that's something we're very uh, obviously interested in keeping on top of, and, and we've consulted our Uh, legal and uh, accounting teams uh, multiple times, uh, both before starting and uh, we continue to, especially with all the changes in uh, the legislation uh, year by year. So one of the things that um, everybody, uh, really three things that people worry about, HIPAA, meaningful use, and then uh, HSA dollars for memberships like this. Um, As far as meaningful use is concerned, 
we all know that meaningful use is neither meaningful nor useful. Uh, you can imagine how certain products would be uh, if there were more government uh, regulations placed on them. Steve Jobs didn't need the government to tell him what was helpful to put in a phone. He was just able to do that uh, with pure innovation on their own. So most EMRs out there are obviously directed towards practices that bill insurance. Seeing as how we don't do that, none of the billing and coding that comes with that is at all necessary. And because of that, uh, we've built a system that really is, is outside of that uh, and is completely legit with uh, how the rules stand. Uh, same with um, any HIPAA privacy rules because we don't uh, bill insurance or, or have them pay us. So The key point on a federal level is that Doctors who submit electronic claims to insurance companies or uh, Medicare, Medicaid, are now HIPAA providers. Some states will change that on a state-to-state basis, but uh, HIPAA on, on one level is a basement level requirements. I believe we go above and beyond the necessary requirements where it's applicable. Uh, of course, HIPAA is a 1996 law when uh, written when stock market was uh, 6,000. The Spice Girls were topping the chart, and Microsoft released Internet Explorer 3, so it might be slightly outdated. Uh, but we, we definitely reached the, the appropriate amount of security and then some to help our patients, but without it getting in the way. So doctors are free to communicate with their patients uh, and advance their cause. So there's no reason that, you know, if... Uh, you can, uh, a matter of fact, just this morning, I re- renewed my driver's license, and the way you sign in is by putting your phone number in, and then they text you where in line you are. So if the DMV can let me know where in line I am by a text, there's no reason that I can't communicate with my patients the same way. I think doctors can at least strive to be better than the DMV. <laughs> um, something else uh, that, that people are worried about, too, is HSA dollars. I know a big thing that we talk about with patients when you sign up for a membership with us, that obviously affords you uh, unlimited access to care, improved care, discounted medications, labs, etc. But really, what the other side of the story is um, with insurance is having something that makes sense. So high deductible insurance, turning your health insurance back into what it should be uh, with, with a high deductible catastrophic plan allows you to have a health savings account, which... If you uh, don't know, you can actually roll over year to year, unlike a flexible spending account, to turn into essentially retirement dollars uh, at retirement age. But And really, that ability to work or help patients get more affordable insurance is uh, a big factor in our success. And I think there will be a big factor in the ongoing success of future direct primary care practices. You have to answer both pieces of that puzzle. They, they need health care and they need health insurance. But if you can show them how they can save several hundred dollars a month by redesigning their health insurance to be a smarter policy in combination with the health savings account, then you have the potential to help your patients out on several levels. So after consulting with our legal team and accountants, uh, any medical service provided, in their opinion, reading the letter of the law, any medical service provided by a physician is uh, applicable to HSA dollars. Um, if you get several pages down into the HSA legislation, you get into health memberships such as gyms. Well, obviously, that doesn't apply to what we're doing. So as far as they read it, HSA dollars do apply to the membership model for physicians. Yeah, exactly. And so I think for um, we continue to ask this question if m- medical memberships apply. But I think that's just uh, asking the wrong question. It's a fallacy to connect the health club memberships 
uh, farther down in the IRS legislation or verbiage with the statement up above that any physician service uh, or any pr service provided by a physician is by default an HSA uh, qualified expense. So. Uh, so I, I think we can clear that up, and by the time we launch our software, we hope to be able to put that official opinion on the website so that we can help other practices as they open feel confident that their patients can use their HSA savings for memberships and medications and lab fees, etc. Uh, moving on, another excellent update we have is, is, in fact, today, this afternoon, we have uh, a Senate hearing going on in Michigan uh, regarding this very topic. So a number of senators from both sides of the aisle have uh, seen the value of direct primary care practices, and they want to see how the state of Michigan can explore this as an option that we hope they will eventually support from a, a state legislative opinion and say we encourage doctors to move to practices like this, and we encourage patients to adopt practices like this because it saves the system so much downstream. Uh, regardless of how we should fund Medicare, Medicaid, I think we can all agree that we should be very efficient with those dollars. So uh, please feel free to contact your senators. Re uh, remember to refer them to our website, IWantDirectCare.com. Uh, we need everybody showing that uh, we need to prove the demand that patients doctors, uh, employers, and now maybe even uh, senators are uh, positive and supporting this change. If you want to know a little bit more about us uh, or the software uh, that we're looking to release, uh, atlas.md uh, for our EMR, kind of a, a sneak preview, and uh, atlas.md slash Wichita for more contact information for us, uh, how we run our clinic. Again, please don't hesitate to call uh, or email. We're more than happy to chat. Um, we do a twice-weekly... Um, we, we're trying to do a twice-weekly Google Plus Hangout, so if you're a Google Plus follower, um, you can contact us through there. But you can email us at hello at atlas.md. Again, that's hello at atlas.md. Or you can call our clinic anytime, 316-260-6454. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.